Today on Simple Truths, Pastor Xavier Reese brings to light the reason and purpose of God's creation. The psalmist tells us that all God's creatures were to worship the Creator. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you stars of light, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded and they were created. Angels are to worship God. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. There's no question Satan is a mighty foe, a powerful creation capable of incredible deceit with his complete aim at death and destruction. However, Pastor Xavier points out one fatal flaw. He's part of creation and has no authority of the Creator. Now, as we continue his trek in the series Doctrine of Angels, we come to today's Simple Truths lesson, Satan, His Origin, Fall, Present, and Future. Here's Pastor Xavier. The Bible is um, very descriptive about Satan, revealing him with all the characteristics of personality. Personal pronouns are ascribed to him. Personal attributes are also ascribed to him. He has a will. He has knowledge. He performs personal acts. He challenges God's fairness in Genesis. He um, questioned the truth of God's word. He tricks men and women. He incites men and women to sin. Now we've looked at three teachings on angels. So we've got a good foundation of different ranks, their origin, their nature. And now we're going to focus on Satan because he's the number one above the fallen angels. There are two extremes taken regarding Satan. First is to believe he is more powerful than he is, particularly to make him more powerful than God, which he's not. The other extreme is to believe that he has no power at all. And some men and women are very foolish in their confrontation with Satan. Two extremes that are wrong. They're dangerous. Now, we want to begin here again with three foundational truths about Satan. First, the devil and his origin. Secondly, the devil and his fall. And then we'll finish up with the devil, his present and future destiny. The devil and his origin. Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 11 to the first part of 15 describes for us critical information Notice first in verse 15 that Satan was created by God as all other angels and everything else that God created. You were perfect in your ways from the day that you were created. Just the first part, stop there. The statement reveals to us that Satan was not created evil. 
The word perfect refers to his person and it means complete, whole, and sound. The word ways refers to his service and loyalty. It means his direction, course, moral character, and service to God. So when God created him, he created him as all the other angels with capacity of honorable service. But he also created him with a capacity of choice. Angels have a capacity of choice as men have a capacity of choice. Genesis 1.31 says everything God created was declared to be good. So we cannot blame God for this. The statement also reveals that Satan is a created being. Very straightforward. So he had a day when he came into existence. He is therefore not all-powerful or in any way equivalent to God. In fact, he is a creature of God. And the creature is not more powerful than the one who creates him. Satan or the devil is different and distinct as a person from the demons that we spoke about last time. Now, they have a common identity as angels, but Satan is distinct from the other fallen angels and from demons which are part of the fallen angels. The devil led the rebellion, as you know, and a third of the angels followed him. The angels that left their first estate as Peter says and Jude says, as we've seen that. They are the ones who, rather than choosing their faithful and loyal service to God, follow Satan. Now, but notice secondly here in verse 12. Now go to verse 12. Satan was the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Now, Ezekiel takes up a lamentation for the king of Tyre. And all of a sudden, he goes and moves into a prophetic utterance of Satan, of the day when he was created, of the day when he was loyal and faithful. Notice the statement reveals to us that Satan was not created evil once again. You were perfect in your ways from the day that you were created. The word perfect again refers to his person. And it means complete, whole, or sound. Satan was one of a kind and above kind. Notice that. You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. So there's none like him. In fact, he is the highest angel by this statement. Satan was endowed with superb understanding as to assimilate information and gain insight for the best conclusion. That's what wisdom is. Somebody can have all kinds of information, true facts, but if they cannot understand it and assimilate it, they can't make a wise decision 
He has this. But not only that, it says that Satan was the most beautiful creature. Notice that. Perfect in beauty. So not only in person, but in beauty. Now often we think of Satan and he's portrayed as this guy with red PJs and a pitchfork and horns. But that wasn't his origin. He was beautiful. Now look at verse 13, thirdly. It says that Satan was in the Eden, the garden of God, covered with every precious stone, perhaps as the leader of the worship of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the turquoise, the emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created again. Over and over again, he was created. Now, this Eden mentioned in our text has to be a distinct and different Eden from the one that Genesis 3 describes. Because if you compare them, he's perfect here in this Eden. If you look at Satan in the Garden of Eden, he's fallen already. This Eden has to be different. In Genesis, Satan has fallen. He's a deceiver. In Genesis, he is opposing God. This description of Satan is in view of his position, I believe, in the Garden of God under God's service. The seeming office, notice, Described to Satan here is that of a leader of the worship in heaven for God. In fact, the word workmanship in the Hebrew means occupation, business, or service. This was designated in the day he was created. Now, whether the prophet is saying the Eden of God, as you notice he says there, In verse 13, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Perhaps it's talking about heaven. We know that the tabernacle represents something in heaven. And Moses was told to make an exact copy of that. But I would profess to you that unless we have other information, it's very possible this Eden is not. Now, if you don't buy it, you're not going to go to hell. But I'm, I'm just showing you, you have to make good observation This Eden doesn't line up with the Eden in Genesis. Now, we're not saying that there's another creation before. That's not what we're saying because we know that death came in by one man and death by sin by death. Okay, Romans 5.12. So the only thing I can conclude is that most likely he's talking about heaven. Because when Adam and Eve were placed in the garden, that was heaven on earth. Why? Because everything was perfect, good. And they walked with God in fellowship in the cool of the day, right? Heaven is not a location. Heaven is where God is, one with man. So it's it's an observation that you can't just ignore, okay? It doesn't affect your salvation, but just an observation that you need to look at and think about. Now notice fourthly in verse 14. 
Satan was the anointed cherub who covered. You were the anointed cherub who covered. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stone. This again undergirds what I'm saying. What mountain of God is he talking about? He can't be talking about Mount Sinai. <laughs> right? So I believe he's talking about heaven when he's talking about the Eden, the Garden of God, because this is the next verse that follows. It goes together. So Satan was the anointed cherub. The cherub, as you know, are angelic beings, but they were created by God. All things were created by God, Colossians 1.16. We've seen that. Seraphim fly overhead with six wings, and they Two, they cover their face. Two, their feet. Two, they fly, Isaiah 6 tells us. Cherubim are besides the altar, the, the throne of God, one on the right, one on the left, in the mercy seat of the, of the ark. And we see that also described in other places in the throne of God. Now, cherubim have two wings and some have four wings. Studied that in the past, okay? But cherubs do, usually have to do with the throne of God, protecting the throne of God while seraphims fly overhead with six wings. But they are all ministering spirits to the earth's salvation, as Hebrews 1, 7, and 14 tells us. They do God's bidding for his saints. Notice he says, the one who covers. The Hebrew word means to hedge, to fence about or shut in, perhaps referring to his protective care of God's throne here again, undergirding the office of a cherub, since cherubim are said to be on the mercy seat and next to the throne of God. The word itself is very much a clue to hedge, to fence about, or shut in. That protectiveness. Now, does God need to be protected? No, he can take care of himself. But because they are created to serve him, they do so. Once again, God established Satan here and gave him that position. Now, his name is Lucifer at this time, as we'll see in Isaiah, okay, before the fall. The psalmist tells us that all God's creatures were to worship the creator. Listen to Psalm 148.25. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you stars of light. Praise him, you heavens of heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. God's to be worshipped. Angels are to worship God. This is the biblical truth about the devil and his origin. This is his beginning. God created him. He had the greatest job. Number one angel. Top angel. Next to God. But not an equivalent to God. Notice, secondly, the devil and his fall now. Ezekiel 28 now. Go to verse 15 and the latter portion. First of all, Satan's sin was from within. Being a free moral agent. And we find this in verse 15, the latter portion down to 18. Notice, till iniquity was found 
in you, the end of verse 15, underline in you. Iniquity is found in him. Then he says, you became filled with violence within and you sin, verse 16. Verse 17, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. Verse 18, you defile your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. He falsely accused and slandered God to all other angels from within. In fact, the word devil means accuser and slanderer. Jesus said that, Behold, I saw Satan falling like lightning from the heaven in Luke 10, 18. In 12, 9, we see that Satan is cast down from heaven to the earth. He led a third of the angels. So from within, being a free moral agent, here's the fall. We cannot blame God. God did not create Satan evil. He created him with a capacity of choice as he created Adam. Very important. Now notice, secondly, we have to go at this point to Isaiah. Go back to Isaiah chapter 14. You ever want some key passages about Satan? Just remember it this way. Isaiah 14, double it, 28, and Ezekiel 14 and 28. Two important passages. So Isaiah 14, verse 12 through 14, here Satan's rebellion is given to us and it's against God. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mountain of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high. Satan here, or Lucifer's five, I wills. Lucifer means morning star or literally light bearer. Pride was the cause of his fall from within as we saw in Ezekiel. Paul the Apostle confirms the danger of man's pride. He says that not a novice we should put in office lest being puffed up with pride he fall into the same condemnation of the devil in 1 Timothy 3.6. For that reason, we always make sure people are grounded. They're born again. We take them to the new believers courses. We make sure they've grown and matured. And we encourage them to get into ministry. And we give them a little bit at a time. We let God raise them up. Lest people get puffed up. Everything in its own time. Everything progressively. And everything according to the way God does it. Very important. Often churches, because someone is a businessman, he has a lot of money. Or he's a... Uh, a very influential man on the city board. They will put him on the church board, make him a chief elder, and he's been born again a week. You see, he says here, he's the one who weakens the nations. 
what is the heart of the nation's pride? Pride is the heart of war. The other side of it is greed. Someone wants a bigger piece of the pie, and the other one says, try and take it. Now, here you have the five of wills of Lucifer. Ezekiel gives us God's six I wills in response to his threats of Ezekiel 28. Satan's first I will in Isaiah, remember, 14, 13 was, I will ascend into heaven. God's first is I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God in Ezekiel 16. I will ascend into the heavens. God says, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. The mountain of God again is reinforced, right? It's heaven, the place of God. In Isaiah 14, 13, Satan second I will. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Ezekiel 28, 16 gives us God's response. A second, I destroy you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. Satan's third, I will, in Isaiah 14, 13 says, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. Ezekiel 28, 17 God says, I cast you to the ground. Satan forth, I will. In Isaiah 14, 14, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. God's fourth respond. Ezekiel 28, 17. I lay you before kings that they might gaze at you. Satan's fifth, I will, in Isaiah 14, 14. I will be like the most high. God's fifth response, Ezekiel 28, 18. I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you. Satan says nothing else. God has the last word. Here's the sixth response of God in Ezekiel 28, 18. I turn you. To ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you. Yet you shall be brought down to the depths of the pit. Pride. He's a created angel. And yet he's brash enough to make these arrogant threats against God. Five I wills. God responds to each one. God has the last word. If you ever think that Satan is not serious about overthrowing God, then you're not paying attention to the scriptures. From these threats, when he was cast out of heaven, you see that consistency and that determination to the very last battle at Armageddon. He's serious. Five reasons why Satan is doomed as a mere creation under the hand of the one true creator, God Almighty. 
Now you can hear this message again if you like online anytime by selecting today's date at the radio listings link at calvarychapelpasadena.com. Today's Simple Truths lesson comes from Pastor Xavier's message, Satan, His Origin, Fall, Present, and Future. This is the kind of hope you can share with your friends and family as you present them the truths of the gospel. Now you can pick up the complete unedited message on CD for only $4. And this is perfect for your own study or to listen to in a small group setting. Now once again, ask for the title, Satan, His Origin, Fall, Present, and Future. Please send your request to Simple Truths. 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Again, that's Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And it's important that you include the call letters of this station in all your correspondence. This information helps us monitor the impact of this ministry. By mere design, Satan is limited in his scope and power. What does that mean to the believer? Find out when you join Pastor Xavier Reese as he brings us the life-changing truths found in God's Word. That's right here on the next edition of Simple Truths. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 